Do people really want to quit their jobs, escape the matrix and leave the nine to five? Is this real or is it just a trend that we are seeing on the internet where everyone thinks that they can escape and go on to do better elsewhere? Well, in today's video, we're going to dive into this and actually find out the reasons why this is even a hot talking topic. Hey everyone, welcome back to my channel. So yes, today we are diving deep into the real reasons why people may want to quit their job, escape the nine to five and explore the possibility of building a business, entering the space of entrepreneurship and starting a little side hustle, bringing in extra money, maybe a bit more self-fulfillment and purpose in life. But is it just a talking topic or is this a real movement? Do people actually want to leave their jobs or is it just a case of this is on social media everywhere and people think that they need to do more than just their jobs? Now, I talk a lot about this on all of my content. My answer is I know there's more to life because I've gone out and done it. I escaped my nine to five. I always had the intention from a very young age, never to work for anyone else other than myself and I like the adventure I like the challenge I like the risk of building something of my own having my own baby and then reaping the rewards because there are far more rewards working for yourself opposed to doing the same thing day in day out but we are going to stick to facts and we're going to dive through the 10 top reasons people dislike or hate their jobs which might be the reason why so many people are exploring other avenues. Okay, so before we dive into the 10 top reasons most people want to escape and quit their jobs, I just want to share this with you. Statistically, in the UK, there are 43 million working adults, and that's around 85% of working UK adults that want to quit their jobs for many, many different reasons. That's a huge number, around 43 million working adults. So the answer is yes, factually, there is a problem within most workplaces that hasn't been addressed and people are still going along with and not sticking up for themselves and not looking for alternatives for the reasons I'm about to explain. So let's dive into it and let's cover these top 10 reasons most people want to quit their job. Okay, number one, low salary, not enough compensation. I have this conversation all the time. Aaron, I'm struggling. I need more money or I need to save more because the cost of living, the economy is killing me because my workplace is not paying me enough. This is very common across the board. Look what we're seeing around the country. Nurses, doctors on strike, train drivers, you know, everyone on the railways are on strike. We're seeing it at the passport offices, the airports. It's becoming a thing now and it's causing absolute havoc and disruption across the country and the globe. People want more money. And why do they want more money? Well, most companies now, big corporate companies, they're earning millions, if not billions every year and the workers are not benefiting. You know, there's been uproar. Look at COVID. Ministers, MPs, big, big companies, Apple, Amazon, Nike, you know, these big powerhouses, Tesco, Sainsbury's, oil companies, BP, you name it. They've earned billions, but they are not paying their workers sufficient amounts per hour or giving them bigger salaries to keep them there. But they're reaping all the rewards. There's so much corruption. Number 10, down in street, they're having a party during COVID. Everyone's reaped rewards. There's been millions during COVID that have just disappeared into thin air. But you know, we've got ministers and MPs buying yachts. So people are fed up of the lack of compensation in their salary. And that's why I always talk about do not settle. When you go for that job interview and they turn around and say to you, we're going to pay you £12 an hour. I promise you now you're worth more than £12 an hour. Learn a new skill set and you'll push that per hour up 
You, you do not settle for 10, 11, 12 pound an hour. Want more than that because you deserve more. Number two, lack of career growth. This one's a very common one. People feel stunted. People who do want to drive forward and progress, the options aren't there. If I take into consideration my last place where I worked, I was never really up for progression in terms of climbing the corporate ladder because I always wanted to build my own baby and be my own boss eventually. But they had some silly ways of trying to progress people or to try and get a promotion you had to pass these strange tests how many polar bears eat crisps on the weekend whilst driving on the m4 how many backflips would they do per square meter and you're thinking hang on a minute i'll just jump on a forklift and load pallets pretty simple i know what to do i I could do the job with my eyes closed why am i having to answer a question that has no relevance and doesn't even make sense there are a lot of places that want you to pass these academic questions you know weird ones as well so that stunts people's career growth even when there is potential i'll give you an example for me i was once approached for a promotion at my old place and they said Aaron do you want to go for the job and I said I'm not interested you know I was building my own thing they didn't know that I said no I'm good where I am little did I know they'd already filled the position anyway with a graduate manager that was coming in so it was never really there for the taking anyway and people are aware of this they're fed up of it and the lack of growth really questions whether you stay in a place or not or you look elsewhere number three poor work life balance this is a really common one people are wanting to spend more time with their children follow passions go ahead and do hobbies of theirs and enjoy life you know it's quite crazy really you look at the lifespan of someone's life and let's say you can live 100 years you know and you slave and slog up until you're 70 years old when you can take your pension you're beaten you're broken you're decrepit and then you might be able to enjoy 15 20 years if you're lucky you have no health issues bit backwards really isn't it whole life and then you get a little portion at the end. We need to flip that. We need to enjoy life as much as we can whilst working smart in the pockets along that. And you can do that through entrepreneurship and building a side hustle. And then if you want to into a full business where you can leverage time, enjoy time freedom and more financial stability with options for you and your family. That's my approach. You know, there is no right and wrong answer here, by the way, employed or an entrepreneur, someone who's creative and building something, there's no right or wrong, but I'm giving my perspective on the points that we're going through. Number four, unfulfilling work. When employees find their job tasks uninteresting and they don't align with their skills, passions and values, or they don't have any purpose for it. I felt that before. You know when you're doing the same thing day in, day out, and your life is literally passing by and you're thinking, there's no purpose, there's no fulfillment. I know I could do more. I have this fire in my belly, but yet, I'm not breaking the mold. I'm not stepping out of my comfort zone and I feel unfulfilled, you know, but people remain in these jobs where they are unfulfilled. And I can tell you now there are other options for you, but that is number four, unfulfilled work. Number five, toxic work environment. This is probably one of the biggest. Why do people want to escape their job? Because there is this toxic work culture amongst companies that are set in their ways, big corporate companies, office, warehouse, you name it, whatever kind of industry where they thrive on bringing in people who crack the whip and there's almost like this Nazi mentality to get the job done. Lack of compassion, lack of empathy, no understanding. So therefore, it doesn't 
build a nice team. It doesn't have good camaraderie. You're not building rapport. You're not making people want to be there, you know, where people are relaxed, they enjoy the job. So they perform at a higher level. So, you know, a toxic work environment can include, you know, harassment, bullying, discrimination, judgment, you know, singling someone out, a culture where it's, you know, built into them to be more negative, you know, to drive the workforce with the crack of the whip, opposed to saying, I'm the leader, or I'm the manager, I hate that word manager, should be I'm the leader and I'm going to lead the way. I'm going to set an example and I'm going to make sure my team is taken care of so the performance goes through the roof. That's the way it should be. Or if someone's not performing very well, instead of thinking, right, get in the office now, let's get you on an investigation and a performance review. Actually, what we should be doing is saying, how can I help? Where have I let it slip? What do you need? Do you need more support? Do you need the tools to do the job? Bit of empathy, bit of compassion wouldn't go amiss. And that's what people get fed up of. So toxic work environment. Number six, a lack of recognition and appreciation for the work you do. You put in the time, you put in the effort, you become a yes man or a yes lady. You're doing all the work, you're moving about quick, hard work, blood, sweat and tears, and you're remaining on later than your shift finishes. And you're putting in the work. Nothing to show for it. No one's patting you on the back. And the truth of it is, and I'm going to be very blunt, so put in your earplugs if you don't like what I'm about to say if you are married to a job. Everyone is a number. All of you are replaceable. If you are in a corporate environment and you are under the thumb of someone else's decision and someone else's company, you could have five promotions. You could have been there 20 years. But don't deny this. You get hit by a bus, you're being replaced next week. Your job is being fulfilled by someone else. You know, you'll have a few people say, oh, it's a real shame, wasn't it? Quite young or, you know, they've been here a while and then they're on. Right. OK, what are we doing today? Right. Can we get this done, please? And boom, they're on. Whereas when you build something of your own, you're not a number. That's why I say value yourself, respect yourself. You know, don't cower down to some of these seniors. Don't, you know, oh, you know, big boss is on site today. No, the big boss isn't on site today. Another human being is coming on site who's just on a slightly higher pay packet and has a little bit more responsibility because that's what they want. Not the big boss, a human being, all right? You can disagree and counter and come up with reasoning for why something may be a better idea to these people. Don't be afraid of them. Number seven, inadequate benefits or perks. You put all this time and effort, 30, 40, 50 hours, you're traveling to these places. What perks are you getting? Maybe when you started, you had some shareholding, you had the medical benefits, stuff like this. But the more people that get employed and the bigger the company becomes, they think, well, what we can do is we can get maximum output and we can start reducing costs and we'll cut back on that. You know, we won't give them that. They won't get the fun budget. That's the way big scale companies work is that they want maximum output with minimal expenses and perks and benefits may get reduced. Number eight, the commute or location issues. Are you having to travel an hour outside of your zone to go to another location? Are you being asked to go to a different site and the travel isn't being paid for? Are you doing two hours every single day, one hour there, one hour back and not being paid for it? You know, are you doing 10 hours 40 hours extra a month in travel when you're not being paid for it. Imagine this, this is the way my brain works, 40 hours that you could claw back by working somewhere closer with a different title, you might have to suck it up. Maybe you're going to go from area manager to warehouse supervisor, but you're closer, but you gain 40 hours back. Imagine if you could put 40 hours into a new side hustle or a business every single month, which then would get you to the same salary packet that you were on as this regional manager with all the stress and the travel. But now you're working closer, but you've got 40 hours of time either to spend on a passion, hobby, family, you know, whatever it is, build a business, food for thought, right? Number nine, conflict with management. This is a biggie. Poor relationships, micromanagement, bullying, 
being um, singled out, not being the chosen one, being picked on, being a bit of a target, being spoken about behind closed doors. Poor management, unfortunately, stems from other poor managers who hire other poor managers. Graduate managers can be some of the worst because they're naive, inexperienced. They say the wrong things, they do the wrong things, and they enjoy early power given to them. And typically, if you're finding that and you're in a place where they really push the whole cracking of the whip and they make poor hires, I tell you this, not enough managers should be cancelled in their probation period. A lot of workers won't make it through their probation period, but you never see a manager that never makes it through a probation period because typically there's a click. Very narcissistic traits, but typically managers who are small man syndrome or small women women syndrome, they like power. So what they tend to do is they uh, gather around other people that are very much the same. And typically those people aren't very in control outside of the workplace. Their other half probably wears the trousers, probably bosses them about. So when they come into the workplace within these four walls, they feel quite empowered and it's their place to shine. It's their place to throw authority about. Well, that never worked with me. Uh, believe me, and it shouldn't work with you. You know, get a backbone, stick up for yourself. Remember, they're a human being, but conflict with management is a very common one, you know, leading to performance reviews, HR, stuff like this, you know, it's never ending. Number 10, the desire for new challenges. Some people want to quit and leave because they're not progressing quick enough. They've got a lot of drive and they can't grow that quick. There's not the opportunity. There's two problems with that from the employer's perspective. One, you could be a conflict of interest because you're showing initiative to grow quick, which means you could start a business within the same industry, gross misconduct, conflict of interest, you could be a problem there. Or you're going to job hop into another industry in another company, which means you could take and implement their processes into another company. So now they're going to be watching you, believe it or not. So it's kind of a hard, it's a conflict really, because it's, you know, it's a double-edged sword. Show progression and that you want to really move fast, but that could also be a threat to them. Again, they like to keep you within the puppet strings. They want to control and, and influence decisions and what happens. When you run your own business, you're in full control of your lifestyle, your finances, the decisions, who you're surrounded with who you take on within the team. That's the most important thing. Running something for yourself and breaking away from the nine to five and escaping that kind of trap is you have so much more control. And when people say, well, starting a business is risky, 90% of all businesses fail within the first two years. Look, that's an old that's an old stat. That's not real anymore. It's about 18.4% now. Why? Because most businesses now are started with the phone and the laptop. Very minimal overheads, no expenses, maximum profit in most businesses that are online now and most team members are virtual so you haven't got loads of overheads so ignore the whole business is risky you know getting in a car and driving to Sainsbury's is risky if you're on flat tires and no fuel and you're driving like a maniac risk is mitigated right along the way so now that we've looked at the 10 reasons people want to quit what are the 10 reasons people won't quit their job what holds them back done many videos on this and this is where I'm coming from to break out of employment takes guts, I get it. But you can do it whilst you're working part-time, full-time, or even if you're unemployed, you're, you have time on your hands so you can build the plan, you can execute the plan, and you don't need a lot of money, if any at all, to even build a business. One of our businesses, Peak Performance Events, uh, we've not spent a penny on building it and it's turning into a very successful business. We've not spent one penny. No joke, go ask my business partner, Paul Stapleton, we've not spent one penny on that business and it's doing very well. Now, the 10 reasons people won't quit their job. Financial security, the fear of losing 
the steady income. But is it really that steady? You could be made redundant. AI could be competing with your job very soon. If you're not looking into that and you're not figuring out if you are in direct competition with AI, call centers, telemarketers, graphic designers, digital architecture, Uber drivers, taxi drivers, any type of customer service, outbounding sales roles. You know, the list is endless. This is all going to be taken over. You know, social media management, anything to do with content and posting, systems, software, scheduling, logistics, scheduling, coding, all of these jobs will be obsolete. They'll be eradicated, capiche, gone forever. And if you're in a team of 30 in coding, you're not going to need a team of 30 coders. You're only going to need two or one. One to oversee the systems, one to make sure there's no mistakes. The rest of the 28 are not needed anymore because AI is doing it. And, and AI is doing it far quicker with less moaning, less problems, less HR issues. And it's extracting factual information and codes that are going to be levels above any human doing it. So this is food for thought. Like, I'm not saying this to scare anyone or put the shitters up you. It's the truth. So is it really more financial security working for someone else when all that could be taken away? I don't agree. I think taking control of your life, being responsible, ownership, build something, learn a new skill set, apply it and then build something online that is AI proof or that can have AI integration and work with you opposed to directly competing with you. Number two, benefits and perks. Some people do stick around for the private medical care allowance, the pension scheme, which is an absolute a joke in my opinion. If you pay in 5%, we'll match you. Free money, they call it, free money. I'd rather place all my money in a stocks and shares ISA when I can liquidate it whenever I want opposed to hoping that my corporate pension is there when I'm 78, old and decrepit, and that the government haven't eaten into it because we're in so much debt and the banks have given it all up. Look into the whole pension scheme and how many people are losing their pensions in the UK because they're being dipped into, if you know what I mean. So go take a look at that, but you're far better off taking out a private pension of your own. Anyway, again, food for thought. Number three, being familiar with the place that you work in, being comfortable. I totally get it. You're in a place, you know everyone, you get your coffee, you've got your routine. But when you stunt your growth like that due to being too comfortable, there's no progress, there's no development, there's no mental challenge, there's no physical challenge. You lose purpose, you start to question where you're going in life. If you're happy, again, there is no right and wrong answer, entrepreneurship or employment. But if you're happy, just applaud and do your thing and you live a happy life, that's what it's about. Happiness and contentment. That is ultimately what all of this is about. But there is an element of being aware of how much inflation, cost of living, how tougher life is going to get for you and your children. And I think there is a responsibility to step outside of being comfort, you know, comfortable and challenging yourself, even if it's just to give your children a better life. But that's number three. People are comfortable within the job role. Number four, lack of alternatives, limited job opportunities in the current market or industry can make it hard to find a new job. I call bollocks to that. I do not believe that. I've had this conversation many a time. I put it in my content. I am black and white on this. I am no BS. I'm a realist straight down the middle. I'm shooting this straight from the hip. It's because if you can't find another job, it's because you're looking for a title that makes you feel good. I'll tell you what, if you can't find a job, ask me, I'll find you a fucking job. Oh, but Aaron, I don't want to do that. Exactly. It's because you don't want to do that job because you like the title of exec, senior, regional, director, creative, consultant, whatever, excellent, awesomeness manager, opposed to going and getting a warehouse supervisor job, which 
is only 10 grand less. Hasn't got a fancy title, better shift hours, but you're so used to the title. So when you can go out and talk to people, you like to tell everyone your title. No one really fucking cares, by the way, for the record. But that's the point. There are jobs out there. I'd find you a job, believe me. And then it'll always come down to whether you actually really want that job. No, I'm, I'm, I'm better than that, right? But the brilliant thing is you can escape and you can actually find something new. And I actually recommend when people say to me and they reach out to me a lot, Aaron, I'm having issues in the employed world. Managers, this, I'm being picked on, you know, not being paid enough. One of my bits of advice is go find another job. Start on a blank canvas, control your emotions, don't get too close to people and start building a little something for yourself or start rebuilding in that company. You know, I have a program which there'll be links, all the links will be in the description. It's called the Employment Breakout Program, Fire Your Boss and Replace Your Income. It does exactly what it says on the tin. We've got all of our elite members in there at the moment, and that includes masterminds, accountability calls, private Facebook group, five and a half hour in-depth, module by module, step by step program, Discord, you name it, it has it all, and it will do what it says on the tin. It will take you from unemployed or part-time employed to starting your first business and starting to generate cash flow to replace your income to then give you options. That's what all of this is about. Time freedom, financial stability for now and in the long term when things get really tricky and tough as life goes on. You know, lack of alternatives, is that really a thing? That was number four. No, there's jobs out there if you want it. Number five, guilt and loyalty to the company. I get it. You've been there 10, 15, 20 years. You know, certainly the baby boomers will say, look, I've been with the company 20 years, I'm loyal. The harsh reality is though, you are just a number. They would get rid of you. Whether you've had five, six, seven, eight promotions and you've earned the company hundreds of thousands or millions or whatever, doesn't matter. You're, you are replaceable. So the loyalty I can't get on board with and that guilt of, well, I've had so many good memories. My last place, I had a lot of good memories. There's a guy I used to work with, a good friend of mine, Steve. Really like Steve, I get on with him, very similar. Young family as well. We've had some of the funniest times. Honestly, my last workplace, I've never laughed so hard, but I wouldn't stop myself from growing and developing just because of the guilt of the memories that I've had. I certainly wouldn't call it loyalty because they're not loyal to you. So don't let that stunt your growth if it's a case of, well, I've been there for years and I've had incredible times. Move on if you have to. Number six, the image of getting another job. So this is that social status, going to a barbecue and someone says to you, oh, you know, how's the job going? And you have to turn around and say, oh no, I'm not in that job, I left. And someone says, wow, you were there 10 years. You know, that social awkwardness of not wanting to look out of place. Again, forget about judgment, forget about comparison. And if you feel like that, maybe you're not around the right people. Maybe you're not actually around a, you know, a network of people that would support you regardless and wouldn't point the finger and actually be like, I think that's great. You know, job hopping, this is what makes me laugh. Baby boomers think job hopping is bad, going from one job to the other. Because when you go to the next interview and they sit down and say, what, where have you been for the last couple of months? Or why did you swap jobs? It's not anything to worry about. In fact, it's good. Most companies now are trying to be innovative. So it's not a bad thing to job hop. Most People now stick around a job max like three years and then they move on. You could turn around and say, yeah, so the reason I left my last job is because the growth wasn't there. I'm really looking to, you know, get hold of something, run with it, explore, develop it out. And my last place, they weren't offering me the promotions. It wasn't there and I wasn't able to progress. So what I want to do is I want to take the skills that I've learned and transfer them into this new company. 
or apply it to yourself. So this whole job hopping that I keep hearing, forget about it. It's a load of rubbish. It's not a bad thing. And it doesn't mean you're not reliable and you know you can't be trusted and stuff like this. Absolute baloney, all of that. So you'll hear that from a baby boomer. Job hopping's bad rubbish. Number seven, fear of change. No one likes change. I get it. I like my patterns. I like my routine. I like doing, you know, my thing day in, day out because you can have it as a metric. You can monitor progression, but you do need to change in your life at certain points because being uncomfortable is where growth happens. You need to do something new. You know, it's okay to have a good routine, health, working out, hitting your priority tasks in the morning, making sure you do the school run. You know, there's certain things that yes, you wanna have a good routine, but when it comes to you and your life, your career, your fulfillment, your purpose, having a real sense of pride about what you're doing, you don't wanna get comfortable. You don't want to fear change. Change is good. Number eight, too much time invested into your company. That feeling of, I've been there for years. I've put too many of my years into this company. And if I leave now, I've failed. And what have I got to show for it? And this also goes for your personal relationships. It's like being with someone for 18, 20, 25 years, you've been married to them, but you've just grown apart. Your values are different. You want more. You want to give your time and energy to someone else, or you want to explore a new career. And you know, it's the right thing to do, but you are held back because of too much time invested. I get it. But we go back to the point of that will stunt your growth. It will eat you up if you don't change. It's going to bite you in the ass at some point. You'll be regretful. You'll be bitter. You'll blame other people. So if you're feeling like you can't escape or leave because you've put too many years into one place, I promise you now, go with where your passion lies. Or if your heart and head is saying, I need to get out and I need to get over this. I've put 10, 20 years into this place. You need to get over it, my good people, and move on to something bigger and better because if not, it will bite you at some point. Number nine, dependence and having responsibilities. Excess baggage that you think you need to be in a secure job, supposedly secure, because you have dependence and you have responsibilities and maybe you're taking care of people, which is fine. So what did I say before? You remain in your job role and then what you do is you look to get out over a sustainable period of time by being consistent and doing all the things necessary, evaluating your finances, making cutbacks, going on the offense of trying to bring in new cash flow, being strict on yourself, being more disciplined, having a good routine, having a look at your time evaluation. Understand your reason why. Maybe your dependence and the responsibilities you have in your life should be the reason why and your driving force to get yourself into a better situation, whether that be another job, a better job that's higher paid, or starting something that you're going to see through, which will eventually give you a better lifestyle, more time freedom, more financial stability. So I get it. Having children or paying a mortgage or having some debt can really make you think, I probably shouldn't change or move. I need to stay here because of those reasons. Maybe for the short term, but put some time and effort in and really graft to build something alongside of that, which then puts you in a better situation. And ultimately, everyone who is a dependent or responsibility also benefits from the results that you may go on to have in entrepreneurship or building a business. The ownership and accountability of that is on you, no one else. Number 10, perceived lack of options. Some individuals might believe that their skill sets are not transferable due to their certain roles in an industry or their age. This is a common one and a conversation I had most recently with a friend of mine who's mid-40s thinking, 
I would like to try something new, Aaron, but I think I'm on the other side of that age range where people or a company won't want me. Rubbish opportunity is there for all of us. I promise you, all of you could go on to do whatever it is that you desire in a career or whatever it might be, regardless of your age. It's about learning new skill sets. All of you, depending on the age that you are, it's about not what has been and what you've missed. And, you know, it's all for the younger generation. Whatever age range you are, it's about taking time to learn the new skill set that the modern day world wants. You know, if you're 40 plus and you've grown up knowing scaffolding, building, tradesmen, physical labor, loading pallets, moving things about physically, fine. But now realize that we're in a digital age. Learn an online skill set, learn editing, learn software, learn website building, learn how to develop a skill that you can put onto fiverr.com. You know, learn consulting. The more you learn, the more you earn. Educate yourself self-educate yourself. The possibility is endless, my friends. That's what this channel is about, being realistic and offering information and motivation to say, actually, if you want change, you can go on to have change. As we come to a wrap, so I hope this has been an insight, but the majority of people won't leave for the reasons that we explained. But if you are considering breaking out, by all means, apply for the breakout program and I'll work with you personally and all the links will be in the description. But if you do like this type of content, this no BS straight down the middle and just saying as it is, please do like and subscribe. Leave me a comment. Let me know your situation. Connect with me on social media and I'll get back to you because any success stories where people have gone on to build a business, little side hustle, small, medium, big, whatever it is, that is a success. That is a win and worth celebrating. So, you know, you've got to be bold. You've got to be brave. You've got to take risks. But if you don't risk anything, you literally risk everything. You could end up very miserable and bitter if you don't live out your dreams. And I've said it before, but there are million dollar and billion dollar ideas in the graveyards because they never came to fruition. They died with that person. So please like and subscribe and I'll see you all on the next video.